We're two weeks out from the float conference. We've had time to recoup, recover, and we've got a lot to cover on this episode. (laughs) Hope you enjoy it. You'll notice pretty quickly on Gloria is not on this episode, uh, which if she had been, I don't know how we could have even covered this within the amount of time that we have. There's so much to discuss about the float conference and uh, everybody's got their input. It's a real fun one. Hope you enjoy it. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Float Helm. If you've been listening, you know that the float shop is switching over to Float Helm as we speak, migrating everything. And one of the things I'm most amazed by are the clear financial reports and the numbers, the metrics that we get to see in Float Helm is um, very different than my previous one and uh, far more consistent. It's really interesting to see the differences between the numbers of my previous uh, software and Float Helm. And Float Helm is much more accurate and you can verify, whereas in the previous one, it was very difficult to understand the numbers and and, um, very confusing and why there'd be differences between two different reports, whereas this one is consistent throughout. Really, really delights me, helps us understand our finances better, which is incredibly important, as you all know. But don't take my word for it. Go to floathelm.com, schedule a free tour. It's the best thing I can recommend. It's the best thing anybody can do uh, as a business is just to give you a free tour. They jump onto Skype or Zoom and walk you through everything and answer any questions to make sure that it's a good fit for you. And and you can really go deep with them and and find out everything you need to know about Floathelm and how it'll work for your business. Again, floathelm.com is where you want to go. I also just want to mention that we are doing float tank reviews as well. You can go to floattankreviews.com and uh, click on the button to fill out the form. We want to know about your float tanks. We want to know how they run, about customer service, all that good stuff. And so please, please, please go to floatankreviews.com, fill out the survey, and please help us understand how float tanks are running and how their customer service is, all that, all that good stuff. We, we want to know. And uh, you do get 11 pictures of someone floating in a float tank, some real beautiful pictures that you can then use for either your website, for social media marketing, uh, or an email blast, whatever floats your boat. All right, let's start the music. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. We're two weeks out from the float conference, which I have now been to eight times. Really excited about that. And we're going to talk about that with our crew here. And I'm Kim. I'm in uh, Southern Indiana. This was my uh, second conference, but kind of two and a half because the first year I I sent my other half, Um, but I've personally been to two. And this is Drew from New Hampshire. I own New Hampshire Float, and this was my second float conference, and it was an awesome, fun float conference. (laughs) No spoilers, dude. No spoilers. (laughs) Uh, Gloria is not here this week. Unfortunately, she is taking a much-deserved night off. Uh, She has been go, 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 go since the float conference ended. So, uh, yeah, she's going to actually spend some time with friends and family tonight. So uh, she'll be back to fill us in in a couple weeks here. Uh, Let's see here. Let's get started. Um, Do we want to just... Okay, well, I guess we got the big spoiler. Drew had a good time. (laughs) He thought it was a good float conference. (laughs) Get right to it. The big fear was was that... it might not be held to the same standards as the last float conference, right? Like this might be a stumble. It might not be as exciting. For me, that was completely wiped away. I did not have a single thought of that by the time I was leaving. It felt like the float conference to me. Uh, Kim? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I hadn't attended so many in the past that I had a clear expectation, but I know mm. there was a lot of concern about the fact that, you know, it's a whole new crew um, who planned it, but we wanted, you know, they wanted the vibe. I wasn't a part of the board then, but they wanted the vibe to really be the same. And so I know that was a really big concern, but man, it, it was by far just amazing. I'll mm. piggyback on Drew. Like it was just <laughs> awesome. I'm, nice. I'm still like living that high, that FloatCon high. I did crash and burn a couple of days when I first got back, um, mm. but I'm back on that. Like, man, I love this industry. I love what mm. I do. I love getting to be a part of it. I love talking about it. Yeah. You love to welcome Amazing. to the show. I'm glad you enjoy talking about it. That's good. Thanks. That's good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> True. So Dylan, I think that since that was my own, only my second float conference, yeah, I didn't have eight conferences to compare or worry like what's the change going to be right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and i think that kim just made me think of this it it's to me it's not the venue it's the people and yeah. it's my second year i knew way more people than the first year which mm -hmm. that alone made me more comfortable mm -hmm. and it was an awesome experience because of the people. And I really think that we could put that anywhere. And as long as float industry people show up, it will be cool. And that comes from someone who hasn't been to seven of them. I saw one in Portland and now one in Denver. And I don't know if you were inside. Someone had asked to show hands of how many people had their first float conference. Yes. And it was a lot. I, yes. I don't know if it was half the room, more That's than half thought. the room, right? Mm -hmm. So those people don't know, right? Right. Yeah. There's, there's all these people who don't know how the Portland float conferences were. So yeah, I think it, that kind of speaks to maybe a minority of the people. Otherwise, oh, people yeah, are just yeah. going and... But I got to say, like, even if you don't have the expectation of the delightful experience that Graham and Ashcon, that Graham and Ashcon float conference... The fact is, is you leave a previous float conference, you come back with the sense of magic, you know, like mm -hmm. they have this weird synergy that is like, it's more than its parts. It, it really is synergy the way that they do it. And so if the float conference lost that, then I feel like they'd be like, nah, you know, I don't need to come back next year. Like it wouldn't have that same uh, shining, shimmering splendor, uh, if you will, a <laughs> uh, little reference to one of Graham and Ashcon's slides, but um I think I think that part, even without the expectation, is really important because I would always leave with this wow, magic feeling. Uh, I mean, and I'm I ready feel to like that, do it that, again. It, yeah, right. Yeah, I feel like I want to go back. I want to see my friends again, and and that was another huge component for me, which is there was plenty of time and space. I don't know if the schedule was different this year or if it was the fact of that uh, the venue, like um, the, it was in the hotel, but I feel like I was always seeing people I knew. There was always conversation, you know, for better or worse for me as somebody who needs a little bit of downtime, uh, there was just always community around. Did you guys get that feeling as well? Absolutely. I mean, that was one of my favorite things about it is that we were in the same building. So it was so yeah. convenient. It was easy. You know, you get really comfortable with the surroundings, but if you needed to take a break, pop upstairs, take a breather, take a nap, take a shower, whatever you need to do, it was just like it flowed. And I'm usually someone who has a lot of anxiety in big groups um, and none. I mean, obviously, float people are a little different. And right. I know that, you know, deep down in my soul, I know that I'm in good company. But um, even so, there's usually this underlying level of like, 
oh my God, there's people everywhere. There's stuff everywhere. You know, like it's just sensory overwhelm for me. Um, But the way that the schedule uh, had a little bit of wiggle room in there, there was enough space for breaks, being all in one, you know, one location. I think all of that really just blended together to create this easy experience, Mm -hmm. you know. What about you, Drew? Definitely. And every time, you know, you go to the bathroom, you might bump into somebody, right? Right. It was kind of hard. At one point, we tried to coordinate to take a photo and we were all (laughs) talking and we'd get one person together and then someone else got caught talking to someone else. And um, that that's part of the fun of it, right? It's almost a chaotic social Mm. environment. Mm -hmm. And probably a lot of people in there aren't so used to being so social for such a long period of time. So it makes for some funny situations and... Um, I don't know if we're going on to other topics, but just the camaraderie and the hanging out. And yeah. I definitely realized after that trip, I was burnt out before leaving and yes. I didn't realize it. And I needed that. And I didn't sleep a wink. I, I slept maybe two or three hours a night. But oh my God. Yeah. I blame James Harder for that. So that we'll blame that, James for that. Uh, but it was... Um, it was much needed to blow off some steam. I shut off from the float center. I didn't think Mm -hmm. about it. And Mm -hmm. I talked with other people who are in similar situations, who are working really hard, who really care about what they're doing and who needed to blow off a little steam. And it kind of was this perfect storm of, you know, we, Hey, we just met this, this today or yesterday and we're hanging out for the night and we have a lot in common. Right. Which is hard as an adult. You grow up and how do you meet people that you have a lot in common with? But with this float industry, I find I have a lot in common with a lot of people in the float industry. It's really cool. I, yes, I, I got to go back just a little bit here. Uh, you made the reference of going to bumping into people in the bathroom at the airport. When I first landed, I walked out of the bathroom and I saw my friend Amir from true rest. Uh, and, uh, we like just started talking right there in the bathroom, like blocking people and finally, like, hey, you know what, let, let's go ahead and take care of our business. And then, and then, uh, chat. And we ended up taking the train into town from the airport, uh, and just got an awesome chance to one-on-one talk. Uh, so that was super cool. It's like a true, truly nice bumping in, in, in the bathroom. Um, but, uh, so I went to Luke of Mandala floats, um, actually in true, you were there as well. Um, talk on running an open tank. I have an open tank, so I thought I might be able to learn a few things, and I did. Uh, but oh my gosh, just all of a sudden, like all year round, you're telling people what floating is. Maybe you're sharing about the benefits of floating with people who do, but to just talk shop, talk humidity, talk salinity, it was so, I was like literally like my eyes were rolling in the back of my head, just like, oh, this is so good. I had a Homer Simpson moment. Of, I think I might have even turned to you, Drew, of just like, I am loving this. I am yep, so <laughs> on right now. I'm loving this. Oh, so for me, that's where it started. And just like you said, like somebody's having a smoke break. We're all health nuts. So, you know, people are taking smoke breaks. And and uh, and, and then you're talking about uh, employees and how frustrated you can get with employees. And, you know, you always try to have this positive mindset. But it was so nice to just hear other people kvetching about their employee, like, you know, employees say they're available 24-7 and then I hire them. And then, you know, they're not available nights and weekends. And I was like, yes, yes, I can relate to that so well. Like, just those moments that you do not get the rest of the year. <laughs> you know, I think so much of it is because we have to, like, bottle that stuff up. You know, we're business owners mm-hmm. and you got to put forth this, like, perfect polished face. And you're trying right. to, you know... Uh, 
take care of. I won't say hide, but you're trying to take care of all of those issues all the time. Right. And it's just so like energy sucking and to be around <laughs> other people who are going to get it yeah. and you don't have to hide it. You don't have to <laughs> feel <laughs> bad about it. Like, yeah. it's just like, oh my gosh, here's what's happening. You know, it's, it, it just, it is, it's kind of like you let it all out and you're like, whew, all yeah, right. right. Now I'll feel better. Yeah. Drew, I think you had a little bit of that. Did you? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was, that was I think that's part of the float conference is that blowing off of steam and mm. everyone coming together to kind of, right. We, we take on everyone else's ish when they come into the float center. <laughs> <Yeah>. and Like <laughs> right. Kim said, you smile and you, you take it on, but, and I try very hard not to, it doesn't go the other way. Right. So mm. who gets that? Usually a significant other, maybe a, mm. another family member or nobody. And you just bottle it up and mm -hmm. get all tense inside and stressed out and that leads to the burnout so it was um it was awesome i mean i can't stress enough how awesome it was to have been there for a second one and no more people and um you know i get along really well with with james harder and I, like you just vibe with certain people right um i met someone from ireland from from cork ireland Dave Skillington, nice. awesome guy, jujitsu yeah. guy, right? So you you meet people from all over the world, and that's also part of the the cool part of it. There were people doing similar stuff in a different location, oh yeah, and cool. still running into the same issues. Uh, the employees is a big one, and it's kind of good to know that it's a little bit difficult for everybody, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. You do the best you can. That actually, that's a really good point. You do get to see how everybody like is struggling with these same things. Like nobody has all the polish. Everybody figured it out. Not even Gloria has everything that's figured right. out. You know, that's she's right. she's able to share a few stories as well. It's pretty good stuff. So yeah, good good point. Um, you know, I think Kim, you mentioned, uh, or, or Drew, was it you who said like, yeah, you just said that you weren't in. I don't know, like the perfect headspace going into the float conference. Like you were holding stress. I would love to sure. dive into that a little bit more. I'll share my take on it. I opened up to Kim about this right before I got on the airplane, but um, or maybe even a little bit earlier than that as well. But I was realizing, and I mentioned Amir earlier, I, I noticed on the train, I wasn't connecting the way I'm used to connecting with people. I feel like I'm a very empathetic person. I feel like I'm a very touchy feely connecty kind of person and i and i love that i, I really like connecting with people particularly one-on-one -on -one. small groups is like my jam it's where i fill up and uh i was like wow i can't even focus and part of it was a horrible night's sleep beforehand with with kids and then waking up at 4 a.m for a flight too like that's part of it but it's not the whole thing um and then I noticed I would be talking to somebody like it was their first float conference. Kim introduced me to somebody to talk about FEMO, our financial modeler, free plug. Uh, and I realized like I wasn't connecting with this person the way that I'm accustomed to connecting. And and mind you, everybody's in their own place. Like I, I can't say where this other person was at, but I can say where I was at was like ADD-ish, uh, feeling burnt out and like not, I just couldn't. I feel like my head was outside of my head. Like my brain and my thoughts were 10 feet beyond where my head is. And by the time the conference ended, I was talking to Kim. I was like, I'm just not, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like I'm connecting with people the way I like to. And it was a really 
odd experience. Like as uh, everything was amazing about the Flow Conference, it was this really big eye opener of like, dude, you don't have your ish together. You don't have focus and um, a schedule. Like just things where I can know what I'm supposed to be doing minute from minute, as opposed to feeling like I'm juggling a ton of projects at any given moment. Because there is the float conference. Uh, excuse me. Flo- I'm managing the float conference now. No. Um, there's the float <laughs> we'll shop. Thank you. Yeah. No. Good. <laughs> thank you. Uh, there's uh, the float shop, which requires a lot of, of personal management and talking with our managers and looking at numbers and, and the marketing. I mean, there's just so much that goes into that. And then there's Art of the Float. We're doing all these really cool projects that will hopefully benefit the community all the time. This is going on. And they, they constantly need re kind of firing and, and anybody who's working on a project uh, for Art of the Float needs needs to be kind of that kid, that fire needs to be sparks more and um and then i have a family and kids like oh my god and so this was the first time i got to step away from all of that and just be who is dylan interacting with other people and i wasn't thrilled <laughs> i wasn't super stoked on who that was so um i've been really trying to stay focused uh turning notification i tell other people to turn notifications off on the phone i've turned even more notifications off on my phone and um, really trying to understand what my daily plan is and planning ahead for what the heck I'm supposed to be doing as opposed to just constantly trying to manage these things. Um, as any business owner knows, like if you're just trying to put out the fire that comes up, like you're never going to get anything done. And so I'm, I'm trying to be focused and uh, effective. And I feel like I've already seen a difference in myself. And I think even just the awareness, I feel like I'm connecting with people better on the, in the, on the one-on-ones. Because I think I've really gotten far away from who I like and want to be. And so it's a journey, but I already feel like I'm correcting or, you know, on the right path. Wow, that was a much longer uh, vent rant. Uh, I don't know if that applies to anybody else who went to the Flow Conference, but maybe there's some value there. I don't know. Uh, Please. (laughs) Dylan, I think that's interesting um, because I... I think it's a good time to for to do some self-reflection at the flow conference and for me my experience was a little bit different i i was enjoying the um interaction i felt super into it again it was just my second flow conference i'm two years in and i took away from that that i was burnt out and i was really stressed out and i was worrying about things that maybe i shouldn't worry so much about Mm. and i'm i'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to work these long hours and um, squeeze out as many floats as I can and I'm not getting other things done and that's where my stress is coming from hmm. and um, I I went with Luke uh, Kruger from Mandala Floats up to his place in South Dakota after and between all the people I met who kind of run I, I really run it myself and I've met other people who do that and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who say you know what if I need to do something I close down hmm. and I had a hard time kind of wrapping my brain around that one, but you know what? I have this new attitude where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to close down and I'm, I, a surprise birthday party is coming up for my aunt. I closed down early so I could go to it. She's turning 75. That's important. Right. Cool. Right. Where last year I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have even thought about doing that. So I took uh, another viewpoint of, it's not just the business and this is my life and I could see the burnout happening. So why not just, I'm gonna, I'm doing it seven days a week, make it easier on myself <laughs> yeah. and I'm doing okay. I'm paying my bills. I have enough money to live. I can always work more. Right. So I'm trying to do more self-care, take care of myself and 
um, that was the big thing that I took out of that with other people who kind of run their own flow center by like solo and don't really have employees. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. What about you, Kim? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. There's, I think, especially with a float center owner kind of, uh, demographic, if you will, we tend to be overachievers. We want to take on a lot of stuff. We're DIYers, you know, yeah. and so we're always burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. And there's something really magical about being there that forces us to be present. And whenever you have an opportunity to break yourself out of that cycle of being in, you know, in the trenches and feeling everything piling up, whenever you just stop, whether you're really feeling like you said, Dylan, if you're not feeling like you're connecting with people, there was still some coming in kind of a break in your everyday life. And when that happens, that really gives you a chance to step back and reflect on, is this how I want to show up? Why am I doing that? Like you said, Drew, you know, really questioning and kind of reflecting on your own behaviors. And those are the things that we don't talk about a lot. Whenever we talk about going to a conference, it's, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. And (laughs) I've got to close the shop and, you know, there's all of that, but there's so much um, hidden value in doing that. That is it's just so good for your soul. You know, you get a lot of knowledge, you get a lot, hopefully of skills that you're being, you know, you're able to take away, uh, the conversations, there's business acumen, you're picking up all kinds of ideas from people, but it's also just so good to get away. Um, and, and I think, you know, I was right there with you guys that leading up to it, September was my, my horrible month. It was my hell month where I took on extra projects and then, um, ended up speaking at a different conference uh, locally, kind of unexpectedly the same week um, on Tuesday. And so that meant, you know, a whole nother like preparing a presentation, a much longer one um, for that oh, wow. one and and to go spend a full day offsite for that conference. Thankfully, mm-hmm. it was only one day, but um, I had so many projects and these awesome things that I was doing and I'm just in that flow. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be taking almost a full week away. What do I do? And there was definitely panic setting in. <laughs> Um, but when I got on the plane, I just dropped it all. I was like, I have to be here and, uh, to be fully present. Felt good, right? Oh my, it was amazing. (laughs) And I knew, I knew it would be, it's one of those just, I got to get there. I got to get there. And I really try not to live my life, like looking forward to something in the future. Like it's (laughs) gotta be, I want to enjoy every day. Um, but I I was really looking forward to that. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, and, and we haven't even talked about the speakers or know, the cool right? stuff that was at the Flow Conference. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I'd love to talk about a couple of those things, the, the demonstrations or some of the things that you were able to do. Um, there was really cool stuff that was going on at the Flow Conference as well. So um, if we transition to that, yeah, I, I yeah. wanted to – I two things that I liked. Um, one, I don't know what it was called, but you put the um, glasses on and then the chair vibrates. And some guy with a really soothing voice talks to you. <laughs> and I think at one point I might have started to drool a little bit. <laughs> nice. uh, that was awesome. And then the Lucia Light number three yeah. mm-hmm. was absolutely mind-blowing and bananas. And I loved it. So shout out to those two things that I thought were really cool. Nice. Um, yes. what, what, yeah, what do you guys like? So that chair, Drew, um, it's called the Revive Chair. It's by the Theta Theta Wellness Group, I think it is. And they're actually based in Louisville. Um, wow. So they're across the bridge from me. Huh. Um, for those who aren't familiar with geography of Southern Indiana, um, <laughs> it's really close. And I loved it too. I thought it was a really cool thing. And um, so for those who didn't get to experience it, basically what this chair vibrates, you have um, 
kind of flashing lights, your eyes are closed and you're listening to I won't they have some guided meditations, but really he's explaining what's happening and it's kind of binaural beats. Um, mm. and he said you can run an eight minute session that primes people, it puts them into theta, primes them mm. to step into their float. And if you uh, don't want to do just the, the short session, there are longer sessions. There's over 800 uh, different uh, sounds and things that are available, different meditations for coping with grief, you know, stress management, um, all kinds of different things. Um, so you can have that as a standalone service, too, that people are paying to come in to try that. And I'm... I am really itching to go find him. Their warehouse is here. Um, he said he would meet me there and, and go do a full session. Um, oh, cool. It's a really cool concept. And of course, my center is kind of maxed out on space, but mm. I'm eyeballing like every little nook and cranny going, could I fit a chair there? Could right. I could fit that there. Like that could work because it was so cool. Nice. If I have a good yeah. Christmas, I might get one for home. I don't have Ooh. space in my shop, but I thought that would be awesome. I was it, wow. that guy. I don't even know what he started to say after the first minute. I, <laughs> I was out. Really? Was he did it. Yeah. He had a he had a liquid gold voice. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was it was awesome. Dang. I was like, man, I want him to. He needs to record some guided meditations right. with a tank. Cool. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that what I tried it, any of the things, so I don't have a lot to add. I know, I know. That's a, that's you a didn't bummer. have your face frozen off? I did have my face frozen off. That's yes, true. Actually, yeah, I did, did have my face frozen yeah. off. That was good. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Did you guys notice any change like after that? I felt like a whole new person. No, I didn't <laughs> I didn't notice any change, but I think it's something that's supposed to work over time too. Uh, but yeah. it did make for some great selfies, I will say. It's, the it mask is pretty wild looking. Drew, did you notice yeah. anything? No, he did a spray on my face. He told me to spray my face, and then I got it all over my face, and I just had, like, an oil on my face after. I don't know. <laughs> but right. it did make for a good photo op. You're right. Yeah, um, I did the, the full, like, three-minute uh, cryo session on my face, and, uh, it, it, I mean, it got really cold, um, yeah. but I held in there through the whole thing. But I noticed, like, my face, my skin felt a little bit softer for a couple oh, of days after. Oh, really? Um, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Maybe I just don't pay a whole lot of attention to the, to the old face anyway. Yeah. Um, I, you had tried it first, and I was like, oh, I got to go try that. You said I went the full three minutes. So I was like, sweet, it's a competition. <laughs> I want to see if I can last the whole three minutes. And then it wasn't that intense. I was like, I'm ready for it, ready for it. Crank it up. Let's do this. And then it was like, oh, this is like, this is chill and, and cool. But it wasn't. Well, that's that's just because you're like the ice man. You're already the I'm chill, cool so guy. Chill. So. Mr. Freeze. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I love it. Well, as far as presenters go, um, any, any favorites, any special takeaways that you guys had? So <laughs> I loved, um, kind of the closing session and I'm having tip of the tongue phenomenon now. Um, one of the, the largest float center in the world, they have 11 yes. tanks. Mm -hmm. Um, oh my gosh. Just why float. Can't... Yep. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yes. I mean, come on. That's the easiest name in the world to remember, but, <laughs> uh, just float. I loved hearing their story about, you know, how they went from, I think it was, uh, surviving to thriving and how they were barely making it. And then um, they had Andreas come in as a, a consultant who really helped them through. They talked about the seven pillars of business. Um, and that was really cool just to break it down and to be able to see that your business isn't just your heart and soul, um, which we float center owners typically pour into our centers, but we forget about some of the other things that it's not just all that love. You've got to have all of these other uh, pieces in place in order to be mm -hmm. successful. Mm -hmm. So I found that that particular talk was really, really valuable, you know, 
beyond just knowing what floating is and, you know, what the research says, but how to run a successful business, because that's such an important piece we don't talk a lot about. But if you aren't open, you can't help people feel better. Right. Yep, exactly. And that was, uh, if not the last, it was one of the very last speeches. And I was amazed, like, they had my rapt attention, despite, like, the mental fatigue of the whole weekend. That was, felt very important. It was a really good one. And uh, felt like uh, is it Michael had a, had a spotlight on him of like, this is what I was doing wrong. And then they'd go over, this is how we corrected it. I, I enjoyed that, that back and forth. And kudos to him for being vulnerable, um, not just enough to you know, share his story with the people on the stage, but to continue to have those conversations with people afterwards and oh, talk nice. about cool. you know, what they learned. It was, it was really cool just to be real about how hard it was and you know, what a dangerous position they were in. Um, I mean, are they still the world's largest float center? I mean, I think, I think that's, that's a tough ship to write, you know, like that's a big, big deal. So I'm, I'm stoked for that float center. Drew? Um, Two, two that I would like to point out in particular, Mm -hmm. uh, one, not because you're here, Kim, but I (laughs) am in the process of hiring and I'm struggling with the whole employee thing. And I thought you gave a, a great talk on hiring and, I was going to reach out to you because I'm, <laughs> I think I'm about to hire somebody new and I want to get that little chart that you had of the yeah. first like two days uh, they watch, days three and four, they start cleaning and yeah. you meet the expectations right away so that they're not kind of lulled into, oh, just take it easy and then wham, hey, you're going to be doing it like this and getting all, like I hadn't really processed the onboarding in that way. So I thought you had a lot of really great points and I look forward to looking into that a little bit more. Before you go on, Drew, yeah. <laughs> so, since we're talking about Kim's yeah. presentation now, um, uh, I agree. Uh, as as somebody who uh, has made like every positive that she was saying, I was like, I've done the opposite of that. Uh, <laughs> I even had somebody at the conference who I like dropped all the balls who who was there, and I was like, oh, I hope they're not watching this right now. They're just gonna be like that <laughs> Dylan mother ucker. I cannot believe he strike 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 strike. So that was going through my head. Um, because I was like, oh, yes, this is how one should onboard an employee. But the other uh, question I have for you, Kim, is so I know that the float conference like doesn't want you to do any plugs while you're up there. Like they want you to just give your presentation and and that's all. Um, we are very loose on Art of the Float podcast. <laughs> so tell me, is can somebody get these resources from you? Do you do a consulting? Like what? Talk to me, Goose. Yes. Um, so I promised a, a whole bunch of folks that I will share just a basic version of, um, I kind of did a task analysis and obviously it's going to look different for each center, but I did a task analysis of the things that people who work at our center need to know. Um, and so I'm going to do kind of a more generic version. I'm going to strip out the things that are obviously not related, you know, uh, applicable for any other place and then share that, you know, with anybody I'll post on my website and share links and whatever. I've had a bunch of people who've emailed to request that and I'll, I'll definitely send that. But, um, nice. and I do consult work, um, whether it's helping you to find systems to host your own training, whether it's actually, um, you know, me creating it. Um, that's the majority of my career has been in training. You know, I started that when I was 14 years old. Um, hmm. I've always been in some training capacity. I just felt there's also volleyball. I'm, there were other hobbies. To right, pick yeah, yeah. But no, I, I want to train people. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a weird thing in my head. I feel like if I know something, then I should share it with other people. Cool. Nice. Um, nice. you know, and, um, so I, you know, I do that and then I, I'm available to just to like chat, see, see what's going on. If I can be of service, um, we'll see. Um, but there's, uh, 
there's so much that falls into that umbrella. And some folks just need a little nudge to get going. Mm -hmm. Some need somebody who actually builds it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm happy to help with all of those sorts of things. And um, I consider myself really fortunate to have had that background to be able to share that knowledge with people because it's, you know, when you're in a small business, um, that's typically one of the the least common things you're going to be doing. You may have a little bit more frequent staff turnover, but we're worried about, you know, salt and um, perfect water chemistry and, you know, making sure that people feel comfortable going in the tanks and getting people in the doors um, that a lot of times training and onboarding, onboarding really just falls by the wayside. So, so I'm glad you got something out of it, Drew. It was a major challenge to take everything I've learned in. Oh, geez. <laughs> 25 years and like (laughs) condense it down into 15 minutes. (laughs) I noticed you went a little over Kim. It felt felt like a little more than 15 minutes. 62 seconds over. I'm sorry. I felt it. No. Yeah. I'll be silent on the episode tonight for 62 seconds (laughs) to make up for that. (laughs) No, please don't. Um, I thought you were awesome, Kim. That was really cool to see you up on stage, just rocking it and knowing that like you had told me it takes a while to like, get into form and warm up and everything. Like, I think you told me it takes 15 minutes to, but you went up on stage and immediately just owned it, which as somebody who... I hid from everybody that morning. Oh, really? Like I came straight from my room, grabbed my coffee, and then went backstage and just hid, um, trying to like get my head on straight. So So. is good that I didn't go backstage to go chat with you beforehand? Okay. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I didn't know how. That was the only thing that stopped me. (laughs) Yes. So Drew, who else did yeah, you? Yeah, who was number two? Uh, the, number two? Of course, Justin um, yeah. Feinstein. Feinstein. He, I, I always enjoy when he speaks. And the big thing that I took away from him was that there's so much more research going on in the float world. And um, I looked at it as both a good thing and potentially a bad thing, depending on who gets involved in the float research. Mm-hmm. Because once it starts becoming competitive, um, I and maybe that was why I, I think there was I think Justin has something up his sleeve that he didn't really want want to release just yet. And um, maybe that that breeds that type of thing now, right? Where we're not going to get the free flow of information as openly. I don't know. I heard some discussion about that, and I hadn't really thought of that aspect of it. But I think it's great that there's a lot of new studies out there. Hopefully, people will keep proving positive physiological benefits to floating. And um, we can keep floating in the in the news so that more people learn about it. So I got to ask you, where are you coming from? (laughs) What is your basis on this as far as uh, holding back information? Uh, And and okay, okay, you know, I'm going to share something first, which is as somebody who's been there probably eight times, I think I had eight stars. there there's when the research is published and you can totally talk about it. And then there's this unprofessional level of information that you can give beforehand. And then there's the professional level you can give, which is very little of the information. Like you sometimes you can't even say, particularly depending on who's funding it, you can't say like things are looking good uh, for this particular research. You need to wait until the research is actually out there. And so I, I would say that first, I know, and then, yeah, I didn't know any right. of that, so that changes my opinion. Then that okay. there's there's <laughs> levels to it. Yeah, maybe it was there's restrictions and stuff. I didn't even think of that, <laughs> so I change I change how I think of that. But it'll be really cool when um, the information is shared, and yeah. um, 
they were just i i had a couple conversations about how when you start um kind of fighting for funding that there's potential mm. for other things in the research community that I, I didn't even think of that so hopefully we we stay true to the float industry of doing things honestly and mm. honorably and um we don't have any questionable studies that end up coming out Oh, interesting. Okay, questionable study. I'm trying to. I'm like, are we dancing around the idea? Like, I'm not quite sure what the issue is. So I'm. I'm. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I. I don't know how to retort or respond to that. Um, Some things are off the record, and I just. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I, I will say this about Justin. Well, he is so excited for the other research that yes. is going on. He wants yes. more research, as we all in the industry do. Uh, so I'll I'll just put that out there. Uh, yeah, but... and it really exploded in the last twelve months. It, there's mm. a whole bunch of people all over the country who are are doing studies. So that's awesome. Yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah, even just to hear, you know, because I heard uh, Justin spoke at Rise in May, and then to come to FloatCon in you know September, just a few months later, and he still had even a couple new mm. uh, research projects that were kicking off that he was able to share. Nice. Uh, so that was really cool just to see how quickly it's starting to pick up steam and, you know, others are recognizing um, the validity of the float. And Dylan, he really stressed about having an open float room in a float center. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of taken aback by that a little bit because open float rooms aren't the most common float tanks that people talk about, right? When they're opening yeah, up a float the room. Most and, difficult. Yeah, it's actually right. The opposite. So I thought that was really interesting that that he was really stressing that you're restricting potential uh, floaters by not having that option for those who are so severely uh, suffering from, you know, some type of. I don't know how you want to say a, a reason not to get in right their, their anxiety yeah. or whatever yeah, it is exactly. that's causing them to not want to get in and float. So I thought that was interesting. Agreed. I think that kind of hits the the great divide in the float world of the purists who are really about the sensory deprivation and that's where the magic happens. Right. And then there's a lot of others who believe, you know, we're if we stick to that, we're preventing so many people uh -huh. from having this wonderfully healing opportunity. Um, and so it, it to me, you know, I can see exactly where uh, Justin's going with that, that it, it, you've got to make them comfortable. And the folks who need that deep level of healing um, need something that's a little bit more than just that purest atmosphere. Some people will never get in if they can't turn the lights on. As somebody um, who's floated know. there at Liber, I got to say, there's no compromise floating in that open float tank. So so I think a lot of it is the Joe Rogan listener comes in and is like, I want the real deal. You know, I want the crash float tank. I want to be in the meat locker, you know, like I want. Uh. And it's like, man, that's not. Okay, like, okay, we'll get you in a closed tank, but okay, like, that's that's not really the truth of it, you know. And not to say that I can do this at the float shop, but at Liber, like, the humidity levels, everything that they do, obviously the float around, like, everything that they do is just so perfect that it's it's an incredible float. And they also have the closed float tank as well. So like, their marketing isn't the same as our marketing, right? Like, they're get pulling people from within the hospital. Um, we're getting a little close to when we have to wrap it up here. So I want to share, first of all, Stephen Johnson, I thought was on fire. Uh, I thought he did great. Um, sorry, Stephen, if you're listening to this, sometimes I can't. I'm more listening to his voice than I am the actual words of what he's saying. I, I don't think my IQ is quite to the level to maintain with him for his entire speeches as as the, the MC of the whole event. Um, and uh, I felt like this year he was concise 
and clear. And I was just like, oh, like I love this guy. Like, and I, I on a personal level, I already love this guy, but I love this guy on stage, and I love how he's talking about the float experience and the presenters bringing them on stage. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I don't know exactly why that was different this year, but I really enjoyed Stephen. Um, Yes, Justin's uh, stuff was great. It's always great to see those graphs. It always feels like it's backing up what we already know. And it's like, I have to say, anecdotally, this. And then it's like, oh, no, research says this feels a lot better. Um, and uh, there there was um, a few other things. Dr. Saib, uh, Kalsa, his, like, um, two images in particular, each image, each slide had three images, pre-flow anorexia, uh, patients in stable condition talking about um, three. the first image being my view of my body, what I think my body looks like, uh, a second image, what their body actually looks like, and then a third image of what they want their body to look like. Um, so the view of their body is more bloated, larger around the belly, uh, just physically uh, different than the center image of their actual body, which is normal body, whatever. Third image, what they want skinny uh hips poking out of of their skin you know it, it's uh very different and then post float it's dramatically especially if you like go back and forth between these two slides which i fortunately i took pictures of these um dramatically different post float image of one's body way more accurate to what they actually are and beautifully the post float of what they want to look like is way closer to who they actually are which is fucking amazing what more could we ask for from a flow than more self-love and better perception of who we are like god that makes me so stinking happy so um that was uh delightful for me to see and uh, <laughs> um uh flux was fun i really enjoy you know his presentations i also just like watching him on stage like he's just he's a bit of a showman but like the sincere showman and delightful and and colorful and so he's really nice to see on stage <laughs> And, we uh, had a great time uh, before we went on because we were oh, in the same time block. Yes, and yes, so you were. <laughs> we had moments where we would chat and then just we knowingly looked at each other like, I need a minute. And just so we could both get in our headspace oh, to go on. Cool. It, it was really cool to just kind of be in that space with him and, and see his head, like see the smoke coming out of his ears before he went on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Cool. You got the behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jerry Walker, I also thought was really fascinating. Um, he presented uh, talking about some um, work that he's done with the Air Force where these people are, you know what I pictured was, so like these are, um, you know, it's Air Force, so they're, they're flying jets or helos, whatever, but it's like special operations. I pictured like these are the people flying the troops going into like kill Osama bin Laden. Like this might be the very same people. Like these are high stress, top tier, the best of the best. And because of the best of the best, they need to be used as much as possible. And because of the nature of what they're doing and how frequently they need to be used, they don't get a lot of off time and they're stressed. And they, he said they are more stressed out. The markers, uh, drinking relationships, like just all the markers that they tracked higher than anybody else in reported history of the U S air force, uh, the U S air force. Now there's the interesting thing of like, depending on how you think about war and the military of like, we need these people in more is, is kind of crazy. Um, but uh, the results from floating that he actually applied to not only uh, the troops, is that the right word, uh, and their their wives, uh, who are obviously impacted by this, or I should say spouse, I'm not sure, the male-female split, um, uh, 
they were uh, measured as well. They were floating, and everybody had these really drastic changes. Uh, ironically and kind of funny enough, the job satisfaction one did not increase. Like people were not happier <laughs> with their jobs, but they were happier with their lives. Uh, all these different markers that they were tracking, and that was fascinating to me. Of like. Um, here's the, the highest point of stress and, and what the float does and like how we can bring that to everybody. Like everybody's stressed out. And so we can bring everybody down. And uh, one more thing if I can before, sorry, I'm over, over sharing. Um, not necessarily a speaker. I can't remember who said this, but what they were talking about was floating doesn't necessarily bring you down from stress. It brings you to balance. It really seems good at bringing you to your center and that is how I feel about floating generally spiritually about floating. But it was really interesting for everything physiologically, heart rate, blood pressure. Everything is like we're bringing you to um, what's the word? Oh, God, why can't I think of it? Uh, not mitosis. Uh, uh, homeostasis. Homeostasis. What did I say? <laughs> I'll just delete yeah, that part. Mitosis. Yeah. <laughs> is it cells dividing? Yeah, it's been a while since high school uh, biology. Um, Floating can do a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Share in closing here. No, you know I'm I'm just looking forward to doing it again, um, and I'm grateful to be on the float board, floatcon board for the next. Yes, one. welcome. Um, Yay. So, so exciting. Yes. So if you all have feedback, if anybody has you know something you want to talk about, please send it my way. I'll pass it along to the board. Um, we are in that critical moment of deciding where our fate lies for next year. So super excited about that. Where can people go to um, actually say, I would like to be, I would like you in my city? Um, the application deadline is probably going to pass before this episode airs. Um, no, we're going to get this one out. Awesome. We're going to get this one out. So um, a couple of more days are left, um, but go to the floatconference.com. Go to the website. You'll see a, an op option there. Um, and if you can't find it, send me, send me a message. Sweet. True. And I'll just end with, I thought everyone did a great job. I thought it was a great float conference and yeah. it was really cool to meet everybody that I met and yeah. get the positive energy. And I can't wait to do that again next year. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thanks, everybody, who I got to see there. Uh, I'm so looking forward to next year. I can't wait to see everybody next year. It was It's such a magical, incredible experience. And I can't wait to find out where it's going to be. How exciting. All right. In closing, thanks to Kim for joining us today and doing the show notes live. Thank you so much for that. Thanks to everybody for listening. Your ears mean a lot to us. It's uh, The numbers have been insane listening to this show. Um, uh, thanks to Drew and Gloria and Kim and uh, people's interest in what they have to say is is really, really cool um, and exciting. And um, so thanks thanks for lending us your ears. And thanks to those supporting us on Patreon. It really helps put wind in our sails. And we're, we're partially funded by your support. Uh, of course, we offer photos uh, in exchange as well on Patreon. You can check that out to help your float center. And thanks to Float Away. These guys, um, oh gosh, uh, Colin wasn't uh, at the float conference this year. Uh, it was just just Ginny. Well, I say just Ginny. Ginny and her her massive team of amazing people uh, were were all there at the float conference. And um, if anybody got to, a chance to meet them, uh, 
shoot me an email and tell me about your conversation with them because I know it was a positive one because they're just super sweet, incredibly helpful people. And uh, um, Deborah Worthington told me a big lie the entire weekend that she has a brother that is starting to do the installs in the U.S. And every single time I came by, he was not around. So it seemed like it was just like a real Superman situation or just like just she was just fibbing me. But um, whoever that person is, I'm excited that that they have a a U.S. distributor and you know installations maintenance all that stuff to to take care of things they're an amazing team over there so floataway.com is where you want to go to check them out i think that's it uh as always we'll see you at the float conference next year